to the Gig Harbor Fly Cast, the podcast to equip and educate you so you can have the best fly fishing experience in Western Washington and beyond. And um, we're really excited to kick this off and uh, what we have planned. So first, a, a short introduction of, of who we are. My name is Blake Merwin. I'm the owner and founder of the Gig Harbor Fly Shop. And I started in the fly fishing industry back in 2004, and I launched a fly fishing business online called Wilderness Angler. Maybe, maybe we have some old Wilderness Angler uh, customers out there, and and uh, if you are one of them, we are we are eternally grateful to you. Uh, but for the first five years, it was just me and my wife running the business. Uh, but in 2009, we signed a lease, hired our first employee, and opened our retail storefront in downtown Gig Harbor along the waterfront. Um, and we changed the business name at that time to the Gig Harbor Fly Shop. Um, our business has grown from there quite a bit. Uh, in addition to selling products in our store and online, we have a large educational program that teaches fly fishing and as well as fly tying to several hundred new anglers a year. Um, we have a growing guide service focused on saltwater of Puget Sound and Hood Canal, and we'll definitely be talking about that a lot on this podcast. Uh, but we also uh, fish for steelhead out on the Olympic Peninsula, trout, trout in the mountain streams, and all sorts of other stuff as well. So um, in addition to local waters, we, uh, we outfit and host anglers on trips regionally as well as internationally. And um, some of our upcoming podcasts will definitely address some of those. But some of the spots uh, that we've gone to just recently is Montana, Vancouver Island, Cuba, Mexico, Christmas Island, and Guatemala. So um, currently the shop has nine employees. And so even though you'll mostly hear me on the podcast, I'm really grateful to my team that gives me help and, uh, and input. And so that's the, that's the we of uh, who we are. Um, and so, um, like I said, we have a lot planned for you. And so who are you? Um, this isn't, isn't necessarily an existential question, but we could get into that too. Um, but, um, but just to define our audience, and um, uh, we know that a lot of you, our local regional customers in Washington, want to get out on the water and be successful. Uh, and so that's who we're assuming you are. And so we want to, uh, we want to be really helpful to, uh, to our regional and local anglers, but I'm guessing some other some others of you across the country will get some stuff out of this as well. You know, the reality is that for many of us, um, we don't get out uh, fishing as often as we like, um, and I'm including myself in this this uh, group as well. Uh, so whether you're commuting or working from home, kids or no kids, or the weather just sucks, it seems like there's always something that demands our time or gets in the way. Uh, so when you do get on the water, you want to be effective and successful and maximize the experience um, and maximizing the experience might not always mean catching more fish, but sometimes it does. So one of my goals with this podcast is to help you maximize the fly fishing experience uh, on the water. Additionally, for many of us, fly fishing is about more than just fly fishing. It has a culture, it has a history, it has a community. And so there's a lot of things that surround fly fishing that I want to talk about on the podcast as well. Uh, many of the fish that we love to pursue as anglers are in a rough spot these days. And I want us to learn about conservation and how we can get involved so these fish can thrive and we can be better and more responsible uh, stewards. I also want to share about industry trends that affect anglers. Uh, and I want to introduce you to some of the characters of the fly fishing uh, community. There's, de there's definitely some characters. So some of the podcasts will be just me, while others will be a conversation with a guest. 
For the episodes with guests, we will also uh, video the, the conversation and have that on our YouTube channel. And you can find our YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com slash uh, fly. I'm really excited about our guest li- uh, lineup that we have coming up. And uh, we'll have uh, several podcast uh, episodes with uh, different fly fishing professionals, such as John Kovich. Uh, John's a, um, a fly fishing travel specialist and has fly fished all over the world and has been really instrumental in helping us launch our trips to Cuba. And so uh, we'll have uh, a few different podcasts with John, uh, some just on um, some great stories he's got about fly fishing travel, as well as... Um, as uh, Cuba and um, we'll, we'll have some stuff specifically about Cuba because uh, we we host quite a few trips there and really like it and uh, he's been instrumental in helping us with that. Um, George Cook who is a well-known casting instructor and has been the the Pacific Northwest Sage uh, fly rods rep for over 30 years. Uh, we're gonna have him on the podcast coming up. Uh, Brian Bennett the brains behind the popular website moldychum.com uh, we're gonna have him on uh, Gary Sandstrom, uh, a, sale, a sales rep that uh, is really known for having uh, a really, um, really exceptional fly shop back in the day called The Morning Hatch. We'll have him on the show as well. So a lot of different uh, people that we'll have um, on. Uh, and one of the things that we really want to do too is, is answer some questions that you have. And so uh, you can always send us an email sales at gigharborflyshop.com or hit us up on social on on uh, instagram or on facebook uh and and let us know say hey here's a here's a great topic that i would love to hear about uh and would love for you guys to dive into that or if you have um different uh guests uh suggestions like we'd we'd love to uh, we'd love to hear those as well. So, um, you know, we, I don't travel all over the place interviewing people. It's it's going to be a lot of people that are just from the region that uh, that I think are going to be helpful to you, uh, all of us as anglers to learn more and have a better experience out on the water. Uh, and so, uh, we might have some people that are from out of out of town um, when they're coming through. Uh, there's a couple people this summer that I have lined up that I'm really excited about. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag quite yet. Um, but, um, but we'll be letting you know about those as, uh, as, as it goes. So, okay. So first, um, you know, to be super helpful, I want to dive into a topic that, uh, that we get asked frequently at the fly shop. And, um, uh, and for those of you that are, uh, you've lived in the area forever, I mean, you fly fish all the time, you know, maybe some of this isn't super helpful for you, but, um, but there's people that are new to the area, people that are just, uh, just started out fly fishing. And so, um, so the question of where do you fly fish around here, uh, we get asked constantly. And so I thought it'd be a great way to start our podcast by diving into that question and answering it. Um, and, um, and so if you don't know where here is, I'm referring to our, uh, our quaint historic waterfront town of Gig Harbor. Uh, Gig Harbor is 15 minutes west of Tacoma over a large bridge called the Tacoma Narrows. And we're the first community over the bridge on the peninsula. So if you leave Tacoma on Highway 16 over the bridge, uh, you're going through Gig Harbor for at least the first four exits before you continue on your way uh, towards Bremerton, Silverdale, etc. So, uh, but, I, but the question of where do you fly fish around here, I think people mean that um, with two different questions. And, um, you know, many of us have been to destination uh, fly shops. 
Uh, and what I mean by that is a shop that's near a prime fishing area where you can get up to the hour fishing reports, you can get hot flies, guided trips, etc. You know, I think of our friends at Headhunters Fly Shop in Craig, Montana. You know, more people walk through the front door of that shop in a day than the entire population of the town they're in. Uh, so, you know, not familiar with the area, seeing all of the water around. I think visitors stumble upon our fly shop and wonder if we're a destination fly shop. They wonder if we have fly fishing right in our backyard. And, you know, yeah, we do. We're, um, we're also close to a lot of uh, people in uh, just proximity residing in the Puget Sound area. So I think people that live in the area want to know where they can fish within a reasonable drive for the day. Uh, and so I think those are so I think those are the two questions when people ask where do you fly fish around here and um, and so I want to talk about what's in very close proximity to us as well as uh, opportunities in the region. So uh, here in uh, here on our peninsula uh, where, where Gig Harbor is at we're surrounded by water on three sides by uh, the saltwater of Puget Sound. So the bridge takes you to Tacoma uh, or takes you to Gig Harbor from Tacoma and that's the dividing line between marine areas 11 and 13. So when you go over the bridge area 11 is on the right area 13 is uh, is on the left. So the, the fishing regulations and seasons are different uh, from each uh, each other in those uh, those areas and so you know you want to uh, you want to download the WDFW Fish Washington app uh, that's a bit available for mobile and uh, it's a it's definitely a lot more convenient than the old paper pamphlet and trying to have to look everything up um, but it quickly shows you the regs uh, you know which is great when you're out on the water moving from spot to spot uh, you know there's there's kind of no question you you can kind of see where you're at and what what's uh, available to fish for um, so when you take the third exit in Gig Harbor on Highway 16, which is Wallachet Drive, it also says City Center, uh, this takes you downtown to downtown Gig Harbor. At the bottom of the hill, uh, there's a red blinking light and it's a three-way stop. And if you take a left, immediately on the right is the Gig Harbor Fly Shop. The water you see coming down the hill, that's Area 11 because it's on the north side of the Narrows Bridge. So. Um, there's no, there's not really easy public access beaches between the harbor and the bridge, but there is a boat launch for boats uh, in the harbor, and there are, you know, maybe four or five different areas where kayaks can be launched, and this is this is a spot that we fish quite a bit for salmon from the Hobie fishing kayaks. Uh, we catch king salmon here from June into September, uh, mainly with conventional tackle, but occasionally with fly tackle. Uh, they're they're generally deeper. Uh, coho salmon, also called silvers, are caught here on the fly sometimes in late July, but definitely in August, September, and October. Uh, and then every other year, in odd years, we encounter pink salmon here in August. Um, and it's it's beginning of August into the first part of September. It really depends on when the rains, uh, rain shows up. Uh, and while... Um, Plenty of chum salmon swim through the area later in the fall. This is not really an area that we hook very many of them because they run deep and we find them more closer to their uh, estuaries that, uh, that they're ending up at. So, sea run cutthroat trout 
also known as coastal cutthroat. Uh, they're a semi-anadromous trout that, that spawn in our local creeks, but they live most of their lives feeding along the beaches of Puget Sound. And so we find cutthroat in this area outside of the harbor on occasion, though usually not in as strong of numbers as other places. And I'll talk about uh, some of those other regions. Um, I would say that the coastal cutthroat is the most popular fish our customers fish for. Uh, not only are they accessible from uh, just casting off the beach, but they're also available nearly all year long. Uh, right now as I'm recording this, it's, uh, it's February, and February is kind of known as the, the slowest, uh, slowest month of uh, the year for cutthroat. Um, but man, springtime into winter, I mean, fall can be really, really good. Spring can be, especially late spring is exceptional. Um, and there's fish around in the summertime for sure. Um, but, but it definitely is year round. There's just not as many, um, around in February. So that's uh, kind of about the spawning time, February through May, uh, where quite a few of them spawn and, and, um, and they're, so some of them are out of the salt. So below the bridge, uh, in area 13, there's a few, uh, few good public access uh, spots. One of the most well-known spots is the Tacoma Narrows Park. And this is on the, so the left side of the bridge and um, on the Gig Harbor side. And this park gives anglers access to, to I would say, miles of beach um, and can be quite popular in the summer and fall when the salmon are around. Uh, even though I think it's more of a salmon spot, uh, there are occasional cutthroat there. But if you want to go catch cutthroat, it's not the best place to, uh, to go find them. Uh, they'll be there on occasion and uh, definitely in the summer, but winter time, there's not as many of them uh, that spread out. They the cutthroat kind of move back towards their home estuaries and streams. So um, if you look at a map of Puget Sound, there's an expansive body of water south of the bridge. And so even though the narrows, um, that, that the Tacoma narrows, we just abbreviated and call it the narrows, even though it's a mile across, the amount of water that must funnel through um, that that section on a strong tide is, I mean, it's impressive. There's, that's a lot of water moving. And so um, we could have a big tide move, you know, it, the tide could drop or raise maybe 13, 14 vertical feet, um, you know, over the span of six or seven hours. So, I mean, that's a huge volume of water that is all funneling through that narrows area. So as that current picks up speed, going through the narrows, it moves around bait fish and creates conditions that salmon really like for feeding. Um, and you know, this is multiple species of salmon. So kings love it. Coho love it. Um, we find pinks down there uh, on occasion too in the, in the summertime. Um, and so for fish returning to the South Sound, they have to go through this area. And, and so I think that's why it's uh, a good spot for, uh, for fishing for, for salmon. Um, but there's, in, in this area, there's uh, of the narrows up into uh, kind of more west um, into area 13, Wallachia Bay area, Fox Island, as it goes around, there's a few rough boat launches. Um, and we use a lot of those for launching our kayaks uh, to fish that surrounding area of the narrows. Um, it's, but there's very few launches uh, for boats. Uh, a lot of the launches are just covered in gravel or they're, they're, they are just gravel. They might not even have concrete or cement to them. Um, and, but I, so for those of you that are into kayak fishing, um, especially from Hobies and stuff like that, I want to give you a warning about uh, this area if you want to try it out. I would say don't go alone. Uh, pay attention to what the tide is doing 
and give yourself plenty of time, especially if you're in a paddling kayak. Uh, a foot-powered Hobie kayak can fight the current better than any other fishing kayak. Uh, and even then, there's times when the tide is just ripping too hard um, and we've had to we've had to just pull up on the beach and kind of wait for the current to slow down a little bit. Or, oh man, there's all sorts of stories I could tell about about uh, kayak fishing and what what we've experienced and seen. So um, sometimes I've I have fished the narrows as a one way float. I've launched in the harbor, floated through the narrows and pulled out in Wallachia Bay, uh, and I've d- done it the other direction too. Gone from Wallachia Bay. And, and floated down through the narrows and pulled out uh, down by the fly shop um, and just had one of the shop guys like shuttle my truck. And uh, that's, that's a great way to be able to work with the, the tides and the current. Um, so, uh, you know, not having to worry about uh, getting too far away from our launch and not getting back to it. Like we just go with the flow and just, just work it. So, so south of the bridge, there's a couple other spots that are worth checking out on foot as well as from a fishing kayak. So uh, Fox Island has some access spots uh, as well as Kopachuk State Park. That's a, that can be a good spot, especially at a little bit of a higher tide. Um, on the way out to the Key Peninsula, there's, uh, there's the spot at Purdy, which is probably the most popular spot in all of uh, Puget Sound, I would, I would say. Um, and then out on the Key Peninsula, there's a handful of parks, uh, state parks like Penrose and Juema. Uh, and so there's access there uh, from those places. And if you're just starting out with beach fishing, you know, I would say keep it simple. Uh, use your trout rod at first. See if you enjoy beach fishing before getting more appropriate gear. Uh, one word of warning, if, you know, the, the salt water is just awesome at destroying, you know, everything it, it, it possibly can. So if you're fishing with gran- grandpa's reel or some, you have something with sentimental value, I'd recommend buying some, some saltwater safe. Uh, equipment before hitting the beach um, but you know if you're not concerned about that just use what you have and see if see if you like it uh, what I will tackle in another podcast uh, we'll talk through gear essentials but you know just just for now you know just to get you started in beach fishing if that's what you're interested in just I just say use what you got and just uh, and just go with it um, you know Washington has 2,500 miles of saltwater beaches and there's a lot to explore so um, it's, you know, especially once you get a little bit away from Gig Harbor. Um, but, you know, Gig Harbor is like the epicenter of, of Puget Sound beach fishing. Like the, the amount of beaches and the amount of water we have from a radius of Gig Harbor within 30 minutes to 45 minutes, it's mind-blowing. Um, and so um, there's, there's a lot of water to explore. So the South Sound has a couple large bodies of water. Uh, called Car Inlet and Case Inlet, and both are great for cutthroat fishing. And uh, if you pull out a map, you can probably look around and maybe find some different access uh, spots there. Um, there's a there's an app called OnX O N X, and it's a uh, it's mainly like a hunting hunting app. Um, it shows uh, public property, private property, um, and um, it, it'll actually show who owns uh, what what land and stuff like that. So I think it, it like ties into some, some databases with uh, maybe like the assessor's um, database from for different counties or I'm not, I'm not really sure how it works, but all I know is that it works and it's awesome. And that's a great way to find some different public access spots. Um, you know, especially down uh, in the deep South Sound, there's some me- medium sized inlets by Olympia and Shelton that are really solid spots for cutthroat. Um, 
And so that, that app could probably uh, put you on to, to some of those. Um, on our website, we have a section called The Neighborhood. And underneath the neighborhood, we have a saltwater section where we list out uh, a bunch of different uh, spots, some of the ones that I've mentioned, and we have maps for them. And, you know, we're, we're not giving away like, I mean, we're not giving away the, the secret spot at these places. But, um, but you know, it's it, there's a lot of uh, public access spots through parks, et cetera, that aren't really secrets uh, to everyone that's that, that fishes them, um, you know, that you know, we, we want to make people aware of and so that they can access the water and get out there and have a good time so the other big body of water that you'll see on a map is hood canal and we, uh, we get some people to ask us about that and um and hood canal can be a great choice for seamen cutthroat fishing it has beautiful water uh, with these oyster shell covered beaches um the, the issue is that hood canal has a few public access beaches that fish well um but there's quite a few like summer homes along the beach uh, there's a lot of high bank wilderness that's uh, difficult to access. And then there's, uh, for quite a bit of it, there's just a highway that runs, um, you know, not a massive freeway, but there's just a road that runs along quite a bit of the uh, the waterfront. Um, and so well, we, we really love fishing from the Hobie Pedal Drive kayaks. And this is one of the spots that we really like to go, um, especially when we're doing a, a full day kayak trip instead of a half day. On our half-day trips, we we have to kind of we just have to stick close to Gig Harbor because there's um, we we have to minimize the drive time a little bit. And there's some there's some good spots to fish on a half day uh, close to close to the harbor. But when we have the opportunity to spend the whole day and we can drive a little bit further, uh, we really enjoy going out to Hood Canal. Um, and I mean it's it's uh, it's hard to explain. But I mean one of the reasons one of the things I just love is. Uh, fishing the first half of the day and you know seeing the eagles and the mountains and all that stuff and you, you pull the kayaks up on a wilderness beach and we grab the chairs out of the out of the kayaks and have a great lunch and and, then, and you're just sitting there like looking across at the snowy peaks of the olympics and uh you know watching sometimes we're just watching fish jump and you know just watching the water and um it's it's uh it's one of my favorite places in washington it's just a really cool um it's a really cool special place so um, so even though we don't really have any fishable streams in the immediate area so just shift shifting to freshwater stuff uh, we do have some lakes to fish and most of the lakes in our area are seasonal lakes that are open from the fourth saturday in april through the 31st of october and uh and the state plants trout in most of those uh small lakes and they, they publish the, that information online um but um, but it, these lakes are great because they're manageable for fly anglers. Uh, a float tube, a pontoon boat, or a fishing kayak, those are great um, for, uh, for fishing uh, these smaller lakes. Fishing from shore can be difficult uh, because they're either surrounded by trees or surrounded by houses. And so, you know, you kind of have to get out on the water. It's pretty essential. Um, you know, if you don't have, if you're starting out fly fishing, you want to get out and catch some trout. Uh, you know the lakes are a great way to do that uh, we we have float tube and kayak rentals available if you don't have a watercraft so um, so we got you covered on that and that's that's really easy just to swing by pick something up go out fishing for the day it's a cheap way to get out on the water and experience some uh, some some pretty good fishing at, at the peak of the season um, so uh, not in the immediate vicinity, but within a reasonable drive, there are larger lakes that are open all year, and those get stocked um, in you know with trout in the fall, winter, spring, 
um, you know, et cetera. So um, I want to keep talking about some other opportunities that there are to just go fishing at to give um, just just give you an overview of what's available. Not uh, not only our destination fishery of our backyard with um, with sea run cutthroat trout and salmon in the saltwater, but but also for people that live in the Puget Sound area. What, I mean, what fisheries look like uh, within a reasonable distance, a reasonable drive uh, from from home that you can just do for a day trip. And so, um, in the next episode, we're going to cover a bunch of those regional aspects of our fisheries and uh, and just kind of hopefully. Um, perk your interest with um, some places to go fish and and uh, some different fisheries to try out and um, you know we just want to be helpful so uh, if there's uh, things we can do to answer questions uh, about places to go how to fish them flies uh, gear any of that kind of stuff um, you know we're, we're happy to happy to help so reach out to us on social media or um, you can email us sales at gigharborflyshop.com you can always check out our website gigharborflyshop.com for uh, for all sorts of stuff, we have a, we have an uh, e-commerce site as well, uh, but we also have fishing maps on there and where to go, um, and or you could just pick up the phone and do it old school and give us a call two five three eight five one three four seven four. And uh, like I said, we just want to be helpful. We hope that uh, this podcast has gotten you excited about some fishing in the uh, Gig Harbor and Puget Sound area, and we're really excited about helping you maximize your time out on the water and be successful.